last week on the Mikey Bet Show. Tell me about this Britney doc. Oh, did you even watch it? No. You didn't even watch the Britney documentary? I I was watching Here, some, piece I was of shit. watching something else. <laughs> Brazzers? Huges? <laughs> Stuart Little. Oh, that's a good one. I love Stuart Little. The same kid from Stuart Little is the same kid, the little orphan from uh, Like Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know that, huh? Yeah, Bawa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you have it. That was a little bit of uh, last week's show on the Mikey Bet Show. The Mikey Bet Show is brought to you by Belly Up Fantasy Sports and uh, Belly Up Sports and the Media Company. Today I have my partner, Chris the Capper. Uh, we might be changing his name, but uh, we, also we'll got, see, we'll see. <laughs> we also got a new buddy uh, of ours, uh, Mike Mando. You want to say hi? You want to say hello? Hey, what's up? Mikey Bets, thanks for having me. Chris the Convicted, glad to be here. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. So uh, today, I kind of, what do you guys want to talk about? You guys got anything special you guys want to talk about? After I turned on this fucking music. Ah, uh, well. Welcome to the show, Mikey Mando. Yeah, thanks. Like I said, glad to be here. Oh, did you guys hear any of this uh, Bears talk or this uh, Russell Wilson? He's actually interested. In, well, not him. Um, First of all, I'd like to foremost, and or how do you say it? Like, yeah, like just to formally apologize to Russell Wilson for calling him a simp a couple weeks ago on the show. Um, I don't think you are a simp, but uh, we would love for you to come to Chicago. Sierra, uh, we would yeah. love for you to come to Chicago too. So uh, just let us know, you know? So I respectfully disagree. He's definitely a simp. Uh, Chicago is definitely on Sierra's list of places she wants to go. I mean, his choices the Bears, the Raiders, the Saints, and the Cowboys. So, yeah, you want to play or you want to live in Chicago, uh, Vegas, New Orleans. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. He's, he's appeasing his wife. Before I but, ask, before I happy ask wife, my... ha- happy wife, right, Chris? Ah, you could say that again. He's <laughs> on his third one. Yeah. <laughs> happy quick, as a clip. Before I ask my next question, can you hear the chatter in the background? No, right? No, no, I don't hear that. All right, cool. What was it? No, nothing. Just wanted to make sure. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure. You got a couple mice in the background fighting or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) How realistic is the Russell Wilson to the Bears move, though? I feel like this this year, um, I think, like, the agent was giving him a warning. Like, hey, I don't want to trade right now, but if I was going to play in another team... You know, and then he listed his four teams. I feel like he was giving everybody a warning, like, hey, get your shit together, because next year when I leave the Seahawks, I'm going to be a free agent. And, uh, you know, have your team ready. Let's And and just have a, have an opening just in case he wants to be there, you know. So I think it was kind of bait. I think it was to uh, perk a lot of people's ears, and I also think it was to scare the Seahawks. Um, but it, I don't think a trade's realistic. I think – Riding it out until free agency, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see him move on from from there. Yeah, I'd be surprised to see him on a new team this offseason. I really can't picture that, but I agree with that. He's definitely kind of putting that out there, like you know, get ready for next season because it's definitely a possibility if you're able to make something work. the The sad thing is, is I I think the Bears have less of a chance in free agency than 
than in a trade. Yeah, I, I agree. But you know what? It's it's one of those things. It's, is the juice worth the squeeze? So I was looking at a trade that I saw um, on Twitter two days as long, ago. As long as the juice ain't loose. Yeah, as long as the juice ain't loose. That's, that's all that matters. But um, I was looking at a trade, yeah, two days ago. And uh, it was two first-round picks, Roquan Smith, and um, I forgot what another was, just another player, mm. um, for Russell Wilson. Um, That's what you're talking about. I think it was Akeem Hicks on that, too. Yeah, Akeem Hicks. Cool, oh. dude. Throw him in there, dude. He's getting old. And you know what? We're getting old Eddie Goldman back next year. Um, you know, I, I'm i going to say that, and uh, I'm very close friends with Akeem Hicks. Signed that right there. <laughs> Signed my uh, cup. Um so I don't want to talk bad about the guy, but if he's got to get traded for us to get Russell Wilson, I'll make the call myself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I do the same. But uh, I think what's going to come back to hurt him is that Robert Quinn signing. I think they kind of, for whatever reason, I, they added him into boost the defensive line, which, Fucking you know, why at that point? That's all money that they could have been, I guess – I don't want to say saved, obviously, but that could have been useful next offseason if Russ is still available. And not to mention, too, what do they do with Allen Robinson? Do they franchise tag oh, him and then try to sign him long-term the following year? or He's as good as gone, Allen Robinson. Think, do you think yeah. so? Yeah. See, I mean, it's if you do anything at the quarterback position and you don't bring back Allen Robinson, what I just don't really get it you know well that's why if they wanted any hope of bringing Allen robinson back they would have to make a move quickly which i know um free agency starts soon Mm -hmm. but the bears that's not in their wheelhouse they're not going to make a move quickly you know they're gonna they're gonna want to see what other teams are doing and then try to do something dumber than that well yeah and you got to remember it too like dude they're playing with their money uh you got to look at who's in charge right now you see ryan pace and you see dumb dick mac naggy right are you think that the owners are going to let them play with the future picks? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, Oh, you, you, you want to take our 21st, 22nd, 23rd, even though you might not be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's easier to spend your money when it's not, when you're not going to be there, you know, well, like, that's dude. like me on my deathbed and I run up the credit card debt for my family to get fucked. You know what I'm saying? It's why, why do that? At the same time, like, and you know, I, I could keep coming back to this with any scenario you got to do something with this defense. You know, you got to put them to use for some, this is a Super Bowl defense. Mm-hmm. I and think it more, is. The more t- time goes by, like you're, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't even want to say they for sure have a window anymore, but if you even have the slightest inclination that you have a window in place, you got to make those moves. It, that's got to be the smallest window we've, we've ever seen in Chicago. I, I would assume like if you're looking at maybe in the past 20 years, Cubs had a pretty big playoff or, you know, World Series window. We had about four years to maybe get something out of it. The Bears only had like, what, two or three years? Even last year was like, they weren't even, you can't even say they were a window. You couldn't even say they were a window. They had one winning season the past three years. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, that's why, as long as you have that offense, you have like, that window is never going to be as open as it is. Two playoff appearances. That's true. One was a, uh, one was the fluky new seven seed in the, in the new playoff system. Yeah. Just playing the cards they're dealt. You can't blame them. I mean, Trubisky right. got an MVP out of it. MVP, dude. That's enough out of you. You know, you know, like Barstool definitely, they cake that up 
that vote for him to win. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. was that was probably one of the greatest things that they've done in a in a hot minute. But uh, we're not going to talk about Barstool right now. I was going to say I'm surprised you want to bring up that company. Man, <clears throat> when idols become rivals, that's what that's the first song I played when uh, I I fucking log on Twitter and I see that this guy took my took my uh fucking logo for Patrick Williams. And then, uh, yeah, dude, Big Cat, he, and then he messaged me, he met, he DM me actually, he said, uh, all right, he said, (laughs) he said, you don't actually think we ripped off your logo off, right? It's a paw. We told our artist, artist to make a paw because his nickname is the paw. I was like, come on, Big Cat, you know, I sent that to you like a week ago. And then he's like, I swear to you, I didn't rip you off. That's the shirt has been in, uh, that shirt has been in the works for weeks. Can you read the sentence for me one more time, please? Which one? The last one. I swear to you, I didn't rip you off. That shirt has been in the works all week. It's a paw. Show me the first time you tweeted at me that paw. So I tweeted him the paw. And he said, how about this? I'll follow you so this can never happen again. But trust me, I don't rip people off. And I don't want to keep going into what we were talking about because we're talking about negotiations right now. So I can't really bring anything up. So I talked to a lawyer and by a lawyer, somebody who comments on my Facebook post, um, and he said that it's intellectual property. So property is nine-tenths of the law. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to win that lawsuit. So Big K, you should just give me a million dollars right now. I, I think that's the fairest thing you should do. million dollars and like let me be on the show. I think that's good. What do you guys think? I kind of like the logo. I thought they knocked it off the park. It looked pretty good. <laughs> go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> in the meantime, he had the shirt on already. <laughs> oh, went, uh, went back to Mando's camera and he just had the fucking paw shirt on already. Hey, I was gonna say like, what if Big Cat was like, hey, "Shut up, fatty. We'll send you a shirt or something like, <laughs> just like something so disrespectful." But I mean, shirt's um, a shirt. A shirt's a shirt, right? Yeah. I mean, a follow is a follow, but money's money. I kind of would like some uh, Robert De Niro. Hey, hey, you you talking to me? You fucking talking to me? Hey, hey, you you fucking talking to me, Mando? Mando. Is, uh, I'm not familiar with that. What? Hey, you, you fucking talking to me? Are you talking to me? I think your guys, uh, <laughs> things aren't working properly. Are you talking to me? Are you, are you fucking talking to me, bro? Uh, it's been fun. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hop off. Dude. Well, did you listen uh, a couple weeks ago? Uh, yours? Nah, fuck off, bro. Anyways, so uh, the All-Star game. Let's talk about the All-Star game, dude. I wanted to get... Uh... Want to get back into that Russell Wilson uh, potential going to the Bears really quick? Okay. The more and more I think about it, I'm I'm really just starting to think that they're gonna roll with Nick Foles and uh, a rookie quarterback that isn't taking in the first round. I think what they do in the first round is possibly target an offensive lineman and then go from there. But I just don't think they have the assets moving forward or the cap in the future to to try and make an acquisition like that yeah i mean i agree with you there they really don't it's just it's tough to say because like obviously how i mentioned with the window you have to make those moves for a qb and even if you're not a contender that's where you should be doing regardless you should be building for the future and you have to build around a qb to right. kind of develop the rest of your entire team mm-hmm. so if that's not your obviously you know Trubisky's not your guy Coles isn't your guy then who is your guy you should be Dude, uh, 
Dude, that steak was fucking boring, man. Don't tell us something fucking funnier. We can't, we brought you on the show for wit, not stats. <laughs> Come on, he was going good. That's Go ahead. Right. I mean, um, I, I, after this, I'm probably just gonna, you know, sign off by ten of those Patrick Williams shirts. <laughs> Dude, can I get one? Oh yeah, I'll get you a couple. Somebody, somebody like tweeted after after I like called him out for a tweet, um, like stealing my logo. He, he like, <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. He, uh, he fucking, oh, sorry. I'm looking at a steal by Tim Hardaway Jr. He's just slammed it. Um, you know what though? I was, I was just thinking about it. I think a more realistic trade since we're talking about Russell Wilson for a little bit. Um, I feel like it's more likely that the bears would trade for, uh, Deshaun Watson than Russell Wilson, because dude, I just feel like. The way that Russell Wilson asked, he asked for a trade in the nicest way ever. Like, hey, if it doesn't, if, if, if like, if you guys are cool, like, it was the most, like, nonchalant, not. He probably is the nicest guy ever. Yeah, like, hey, uh, I, I do want to get traded, but I'm going to put out there that I don't want to get traded. And if I do, like, here's these four teams. So if you guys want to pick those teams, I appreciate it. Like, very nice about it. But I feel like the ball is more in the park of the Bears when they're talking trade scenario, trade discussions with Deshaun Watson because it's looking like they're they have their backs against the walls. This guy's not going to play. He's he he met with the coach this week. Said he, he doesn't want to play. He wants to get traded. I dude, he's got to go. You know. Yeah, well, I wouldn't mean, they, wouldn't they rather trade him to a team that already has a quarterback in in which they can then just take that quarterback and enter the season with him, such as well, that's like why a, I think. For, like a a long time, for a long time, I thought the Dolphins were, like, his top choice, and I thought that was likely, you know, at least you're getting something with Tua. Well, right. I, I do agree, like, with the Raiders. I think, like, if you made a trade for the Raiders, you can get Carr back. Um, but Carr I didn't said, win the Super Bowl. I said David Carr. No. Hey, oh, my gosh. I This entire time, I've gotten the Carr brothers confused consistently. <laughs> You got the car brothers confused with actual cars. <laughs> great <laughs> fucking saw a Toyota and was chasing it down for an autograph. Another another great movie. You thought oh, Larry cars. the cable guy was under under center. Oh. <laughs> 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 fucking ran backwards. <laughs> Just put the football in his uh in the bed of his truck. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? To Ma- uh, Mater, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Toe Mater. You knew what his name was. <laughs> that was your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I look like the guy too, or the car. Oh, you're the guy. I can just see Chris at like a like a car cinema theater or whatever, and he's just chasing uh, the tomato or the Mater uh, the Mater uh, model. <laughs> Mr. Car, Mr. Car, I have a question for you. <laughs> All right, uh, let's. Uh, I digress. The All Star Game. Zach Levine made the All Star Game. Yeah, I gotta head out. Yeah. Yeah, my PO's here. Well, hey, tell tell him to hop on. <laughs> tell him to hop on. Uh, another time, but uh, I'll get back to you. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for uh, snoring, making me look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, bro. I'll talk will to you. you. Thanks like, for coming on. My dad doesn't uh, listen to this. Will you be <laughs> next uh, next week? Sure. All right, yeah, we'll we'll have you back next week when we're not on Zoom and uh we're we're more in uh we're back in our office, so that'll be better. But um 
thanks for having thanks for coming on uh we'll have you on next week and we'll see you soon cool thanks brother bye the whole uh later mando the whole uh recording a podcast in the middle of a pandemic is kind of challenging you know sucks um especially the audio the audio definitely is the hardest part especially because we don't know when we're recording every single time i feel like we do a zoom call there's always some audio problem or there's some a certain issue or yeah or something but you you brought up the zach levine uh all-star thing how about that fuck how cool is that finally dude we finally have an all-star in uh in chicago it's the weather is getting nicer the uh shit's warming up and i could finally look outside and know that the bulls basketball is good again there is like yep. four or five years that I just like summer comes around and you don't even want to go to the post all-star basketball games like or Bulls games, right? It's just like you want to go, you'll go, but it's not even fun when you got dumb dick boiling. I, I, I don't <sighs> I'm going to tell my kids how terrible those days were. Those days and the Trustman days, I, I cannot tell you what mm-hmm. were what was worse. I, I really don't know. I got to say with Trustman, at least we had one decent year. And then it was just like, like, fuck, like two disgusting years, right? Versus two years or three years. I always forget. I think it was three because he went. No, it was three. Yeah, because he went. uh, No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was two. He went seven and nine the first year. Right. Right. Uh... Yeah, he went seven and nine or or nine and seven. And then we lost. We lost to go to the, the playoffs against the Packers. But um, yeah, I just think that with Boylan, bro, how do I explain this? Okay, so when Tressman was calling shitty plays and he was doing shitty things, like, yeah, it sucks. But I feel like we're just so used to it with Nagy. We're just like, okay, it's just another thing. But with the Bulls, bro, that that shit was just miserable. It literally was a nightmare. It's like somebody took my favorite team and said, hey, go fuck yourself. We're going to drive this team into the dirt. Uh, When you're calling timeouts down 20, Mm-hmm. with four like with a minute left um that's torture that that literally is torture that's that's what torturing a fan is you you, you don't do that just just end the fucking game you know what i'm saying right and uh i i never understood that um but you mentioned um you mentioned windows being open and closed with the bears <clears throat> earlier and that's mm-hmm kind of a window that's just opening is the not only the bulls but also the blackhawks uh, both about both that? of those teams playing really well and kind of un- unexpectedly, uh, at least in this season. I think they both are coming from similar situations in which they have some young talent and they're kind of waiting for them to play together and put it together. And it kind of seems like uh, both teams are one year ahead of schedule almost. Bro, and there's something about just – and we're talking about Bulls and Blackhawks on Belly of Fantasy or Belly of Sports Media Company. This is the Mikey Betts show. Uh, the Bulls and Blackhawks, they both play in Mad or on the Madhouse of Madison on, mm-hmm. on um, Damon and Madison at the United Center. That's my favorite place in the world, bro. I, I, there's just something about when you go there, the atmosphere, the, the camaraderie, the everybody's a fan, everybody. It's just, it's good to see that. I mean, obviously we can't go now because of a pandemic, but like, it's just one of those places I miss the most. And the past three years, you go to the games and you just see, and the, the, it's empty, bro. Like no, nobody wants to go. Um, you only see the, the, 
the, the very few that go because of corporate tickets or they're, right. they're, they're fans, but using it as a business meeting. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now I feel like when this pandemic ends and, and um, we get to go back to the United Center, we're finally going to see fans, fans again, like good right. fans, pretend, like we're going to see solo games again. People like want to see excited. Mm-hmm. Right. And hopefully that fucking opens Jerry's eyes and is like, hey, people like winning. Winning makes money. Winning sells tickets. We have to stop making money off Jordan jerseys from the 90s. It's time to right. it's a few decades uh, over now. It's time to uh, try to find a new market. Let's try mm-hmm. to win some games in another championship so we could soak off that for another 20 years. So, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. Right. Well, that that might be the case. And uh ak we got ak up in the gm uh or the uh the president's box and uh you know what i don't really think he's done anything yet besides change the coach and look how much the coach mm-hmm. really affected the atmosphere oh 100 percent but yeah you besides know? besides the hiring of billy donovan <clears throat> and the drafting of patrick williams yeah which, yeah which, which looks pretty stellar um yeah, nothing has really changed, but you can, it just shows how crucial uh, a good coach is. And, and the progression of Zach Levine to become an all-star, of course, um, you kind of feel, I don't know, I think we've had this conversation in the past where you kind of didn't feel comfortable admitting he was your number one. Now, I, I don't think there's a question. Um, I'm still going to question it. You think so? Okay. Yeah, just like I said, man, like, dude, you're 15 and 16. I get it. I get it. And they're like, well, you know, uh, he's, I, I don't know. For me, like, bro, you've been in the league for six, seven years now. And, like, I think you're a good player. I think you're a great player. You might even be a number two. But I still don't think he's a number one. Like, I I, I don't know. Maybe I just sound crazy. Maybe I'm the only guy. But, dude, yeah, you're number one on a 15 and 16 team. Or 15 and 17 team, right? You're not number one on a 20 and 11 team. You know what I'm like. And to me, you need to win games. You need to have a winning season in order for me to say, okay, he's a number one. And for the past four years that he's been on the Bulls, I couldn't, I can't say that, right? Right. That is so. true. But I mean, how much, how much does the team around him have a, a little to do with that as well? Um, and you still have to think Levine has been in the in the NBA for some time, but he's still only 25. Right. Which is ridiculous. And I think he turns 28, turns 26 uh, next month. So he's kind of just entering his prime, you could argue. And now it's, now's the time that you really have to build around that guy. Even if he, it doesn't, I guess it really doesn't matter if he's one or two, but let's just get as many players around him. The interesting thing is, is his contract coming up after next year. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think? How do, would you give him a max deal? Is he worthy of a max deal? Nah, yeah, max, not the super max, but yeah, max for sure. Okay. Um, I think that we got him on a steal when he was at seventeen million dollars mm-hmm. uh, a year, and we were just talking about it. It's kind of funny. We were just talking like seventeen million dollars is a steal in the NBA, but you go and look at the NFL, and seventeen million dollars is what the highest played player player gets, right. not right. named a quarterback. And then you look at like these absurd. Uh... I came across an NBA name the other day that uh, Timothy Mozgov. Hmm. Remember him? He's still making uh, 
uh, 12 million a year is 4 million. I was going to say he got a four year, 48 million. Yeah. Right? Is that what no, it was? I thought it was four year, 72 million. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he was on the Cavs and had that really good season with the Cavs. So LeBron basically paid for that. You know, LeBron basically helped him get that, not paid for it, but helped him get that contract. Right. Timothy Mozgov was on the Cavs, right, that year? I think that's what got him that big contract. I was, I wanted to say he went, he signed with the Cavs. Oh, no, that he was on the championship team. Right, right. And then he, he, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. He signed with the Lakers for four years, 72 million. Yep. Yeah, dude, I mean, it, the Lakers got fucked a lot. Uh, you look at our guy, Luol Deng. He signed like an $18 million contract with them and right. played five minutes of basketball. So yeah, he, uh, he got hurt. Yeah, retired as a bull, though. So that's all that matters. I mean, you're going to look at look at uh, Chris, Cristiano Felicio. The guy gets paid $8 million a year, and we're just talking about Trevathan gets paid $3 million a year. Who's a bigger name in Chicago? Right. right? Oh, 100%. So there's this, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, you see the professional uh, disc golfer, uh, Frolfer. Oh, yeah. You got, you got 10 years, 10 million. Really? Yeah, best, best uh, disc golfer in the world. 10 million a year or 10 million a No, 1 million a year. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, which is, I mean, bro, you give me a 10-year, 10, 10 million contract, guess what? I'll take that every day of the week. Oh, fuck yeah. Bro. To throw, to just like work out and work on your craft yeah to just know that you have everything paid and such and just <laughs> get to work on your on your uh frisbee i guess frisbee release <laughs> i i prefer i what do you i like i like regular golf over disc golf though i prefer golf any day of the week yeah i would take i would take uh golf but i don't mind frisbee golf i'm not opposed to it it's actually a pretty enjoyable thing um you know, you put on some Grateful Dead and you go. Uh, Grateful Dead. My go. gosh. Remember when you and I used to go go travel with the dead? Dude, remember that fucking, uh, the hippie that at Bonnaroo that told me uh, he came up to sunscreen. me. Dude was dirtier than dirt and uh, came up to me and told me, slapped the sunscreen onto my hand and said, don't use that. It's cancerous. And I said, man, that might be true, but I'm not taking any advice from a guy that's dirtier than me and tell me not to put it in my body. I'll, I'll, oh, my gosh. Or the one guy, he found a plane, or we asked him how he got into Bonnaroo, and he said he found a ticket, and he was a homeless guy from, uh, we found him in, I forgot where we found him. I think he, we were, like, just sleeping in the Walmart parking lot. And that was after I followed the wrong car for oh yeah for 30 minutes or so or you had to go take a shit and uh you didn't want to take it at the outhouse so we uh we walked like five blocks down and paid a guy uh we tried to pay him 10 bucks and he said he'll take a vicodin instead oh yeah and yeah. we didn't have vicodin too so welcome to uh central tennessee aka just kidding oh that's just another tuesday at chris's house oh <laughs> So I oh. obliged and uh, said, "Okay, yeah, here you go." Oh my gosh! Nah, on a on a serious this note, show is, this show is fucking off the rails. Yeah, fuck it. But all right, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back right here, really quickly. I want to uh, bring it up since we were talking about golf. Uh, Tiger Woods was in a car mm -hmm. accident. Uh, mm -hmm. One single car accident. I mean, obviously that's terrible. Pray for Tiger. Um, obviously, he's not the best man in the world, but. We aren't all perfect, and dude, that just sucks. So, 
it's just sad because my first my first immediate um reaction to this when i found out he was alive obviously i wanted to make sure he was going to make it but like when i found out he was okay was okay is he gonna play like will he ever play again i just feel like that's fucking selfish for me like like here this guy is he has two broken legs and his ankles snapped and and the first thing i think of is like geez this is going to be hard to come back from and it's just like, bro, it, it, it's crazy. Like, that's what sports does to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just like I had to take a step back and like, oh, fuck, this is Tiger Woods. Like, dude, damn. So well, sorry. I think, I think in that situation, <clears throat> you think that because of everything he already has come back from, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's that's what's such an amazing story with Tiger is, is not only everything he did, but also the comeback and the right. 2019 Masters win. Uh, just, I mean, he was, you know, he came up, fell down and came back up. Um, and then I, you just, you can only, you can't help but think that because you just, I mean, it, it almost seems like, man, this guy, like almost as of late, can't catch a break. Yeah. It's, it's sad. Um, but we, we know how tiger is and we know that tiger doesn't go down easily. So, uh, hopefully we just, uh, Keep praying for Tiger. If you don't believe in whatever, just uh, hope the best for Tiger. And uh, let's just uh, hope to see him on the court again or the course again. If we don't see him, that's fine because we have already seen so much greatness. Um, but I yeah, do want speedy recovery for sure. Yeah, of course. I do want right. to get in. Uh, I want to get in this interview with the Philly Godfather. This is our special guest, the Philly Godfather. My idol, one of my idols. Um, He's awesome, man. He he placed a five thousand dollar bet on the Bucks to win back in March when Tom Brady wasn't even on the Bucks. He had inside information. This guy predicted the two thousand sixteen World Series uh, in the beginning of two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. In spring training, <sighs> he predict he literally predicted the Cubs. Cubs are going to play the Indians in the World Series, and it's just crazy um, the things this guy predict- predicted. And back in two thousand eighteen. He went 15 and one in uh, picking games in the NFL. And I'm talking about through the week. So, like, dude, he went, all right, let's say there's eight games in a week. He went eight and oh for 15 weeks and then went seven and one his 16th week, 16th and 17th week. I'm sorry. So he's 15 and two um, because of the overtime game. So th- this guy, this guy's just insane with his betting. He, the way that he describes it, the way that we talk about it, the way, the way he operates is just a lot different. You can see why he's very successful and uh, why I like to take the steps that he takes to be very successful. So uh, with that being said, we're going to get into this interview with uh, the Philly Godfather. All right, guys, I want everybody to give a warm welcome to the one and only the Philly Godfather, the professional sports better uh, and sports handicapper gambler. He was on New York Times. You'll catch him on Fox Sport, uh, Fox Sports, Sirius XM, ESPN, Fox Business, Fox and Friends. Twitter handle is at Philly Godfather. How you doing, Philly Godfather? I'm doing great, man. I can't believe I've been on all those uh, different shows and different newspapers and different TV shows, radio shows. It's, uh, it's been an amazing ride. I remember when sports betting, you know, people looked at us, professional sports bettors, as uh, something that was taboo, something that was in the shadows, you know, a bunch of shadowy figures, and that was the fur- furthest thing from the truth. Uh, to me, it's always been a business. It's a market like any other market, and uh, you're just trying to find clarity in the market, find some value, and when you find, you know, 
value and you like the price, you end up purchasing it and hopefully you make some money. And that's what it's all about, turning a profit day in and day out, uh, whether it's, you know, daily games, uh, futures, you name it, division, you know, games. It, it, it don't matter. We, we bet on anything we think we have an edge on. And if we find that edge, we're going to fire. I love that. I love that so much. So what is what was your best bet that you've ever had? Let's say what, what's that one that you just cannot forget about and you, you your best memory for your best bet? Man, there's been so many of them over the years and this previous Super Bowl had to be one of the bring it up. Yeah, I mean, you know, 50 to one on Tampa Bay. And I actually gave it out to everyone on Twitter back in March before they announced they got Tom Brady. I had some information that he was coming to Tampa. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, on the previous, uh, on some previous radio shows before that, I had mentioned how if you took any other quarterback, if you took a Drew Brees, if you took a Tom Brady, if you took uh, an Aaron Rodgers and you put him on that Tampa Bay team when Jameis was the quarterback, that team, that nucleus of that team was so good that they could make a Super Bowl run. And if you guys remember, Jameis threw 30 interceptions that year. And uh, anyone who handicaps sports will tell you each turnover is worth about six points to the point spread. So Jameis had given his opponents 90 points on the season. Uh, that Tampa Bay team was one of the highest scoring teams that year mm-hmm. with Jameis at quarterback. They had one of the best defenses, run defenses in the league. And their defensive metrics were actually skewed a little bit because they were on the field so long because James was either, you know, throwing quick touchdowns or throwing a bunch of interceptions to turn the ball over. So that defense was even better than what their metrics indicated on paper. So I knew once they got Tom Brady, they were going to go and secure that offensive line. They went out and got Tristan Wirfs. They were going to go get some other key components like they did, like the Gronk and a couple other guys. And, uh, you know, it was just an amazing run. One of the greatest bets I've ever made in my life. Another bet that I didn't cash, that was a great bet. 2017, I had Carson Wentz to win the MVP at 50 to 1. Got injured. Yeah, he, he was lighting the league on fire and he got injured. So that was, you know, that's what happens with a lot of these futures. There's a lot of liability. There's a lot of variance involved, especially if a key component like Carson Wentz gets injured. You got to rip up that ticket. That's just two of them. I had Texas Tech against Virginia couple of years back at 85 to one. Now that ticket didn't win, but we made so much money on the hedge. And what right. I try and tell people all the time is when you're betting futures, you don't necessarily think they can win the whole thing. You're hoping to go deep, whether it's in March madness or in the NBA playoffs or, you know, in the NFL in the playoffs. So you can have some free money. You can hedge the other side and make some free money. So that's how we approach the futures market. And we've done great, you know, with futures over the years, we had the Eagles in 2017, at 40 to one at the beginning of the year, 2018. If you talk to cat, my good friend, David Kaplan, he'll tell you, I had the bears at 95 to one to win it all that year. And to me, that was one of the best bets I ever made, even though it lost, because if you guys remember the NFC was wide open that year, the Eagles barely beat the bears on that doink, doink. Why'd you bring uh, that up, man? (laughs) (laughs) Barely beat the Eagles, right? The Rams barely beat the saints. So if the Bears make that field goal, they might have been in the Super Bowl that year. That's how close the NFC was. So that's just a couple of the tickets off the top of my head. Right. And even if you think about that game, back to the double doink, which is just so painful every time I talk about it. Uh, if you look back into the regular mm-hmm. seasons, into the regular season, we whooped. We whooped the Rams, right? So if we would have went, you know, who knows what happened. But Cody Parkey is not allowed in Chicago, um, to say the least. To say the least. <laughs> But um, speaking, you're talking yeah, that, about. I think that was the Monday night game. 
Was that it a was. Monday night game or Sunday night game when the Bears in, in Soldier Field? And we all know Jared Goff folds like a cheap suit under pressure. And right. that Bears defense just annihilated He was terrified of, of Khalil Mack. I, I remember when they were doing the top 100 players in the league and they interviewed after that year. He was like, dude, the most terrifying player to play against is Khalil Mack. So it's always good to know now that we have Goff in our conference or in our division for uh, <laughs> he's on the Lions. So it's always good to know that he, he's a little scared when he plays us. Uh, you were talking about Wentz, though. Um, did did we dodge a bullet as Bears fans? I know you you're you're a Wentz fan, and you're um, I I assume because you're an Eagles fan. But um, what do you think? What do you think about that? Did we dodge a bullet? And then how do you think the Colts are going to do with him? Well, first off, I'm a money fan. My allegiance, <laughs> yes, sir. I bet against the Eagles all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's sports bet. Was I happy the Eagles finally won a Super Bowl in 2017? Absolutely. Uh, but with this whole Wentz thing. I remember being on the cap show, I think it was last year, and he asked me about uh, Nicky Foles. And I told him the truth. I said, listen, if you don't have an offensive line to protect Nick Foles, he might not last the season. He might not, you know, mm-hmm. he might not make it. He's so fragile. He's a poor man's Tom Brady. If you give him a top five offensive line, Nicky Foles will look good. And, uh, you know, Carson Wentz in Philadelphia had one of the worst offensive lines in football this past year. I think they gave him 65 sacks on the season. And, you know, he was running for his life. He was holding on to the ball too long. He was staring down his receivers. And he looked a little shell-shocked to me. Now he's moving to a much better situation in Indianapolis. Indianapolis has top five offensive line, top five offense, top five defense. Uh, Frank Wright, great coach, knows Carson Wentz's strengths and weaknesses. I'm not sure if he went to Chicago that he would have the type of success that I'm predicting he's going to have in Indianapolis. In, you know, you know, in a dome stadium where the weather doesn't affect them, where uh, they got great running backs, great uh, wide receivers, one of the best uh, rushing defenses in football last year. I think they were number one, number two. It was either them or Tampa Bay. So he went to the right team. And Frank Wright, like I said, knows his strengths, knows his weaknesses. Uh, physically, he's an amazing quarterback. Mentally, I don't know if he's all there. I mean, he took some, you know, big shots to the head. If he went to Chicago, um, I don't know if your offensive line is strong enough to, you know, to get over the grown pains with Carson Wentz. You team, mm-hmm. you offensive coordinator, you coach. That all takes a little bit of time to gel. So maybe Chicago wasn't the right place to him, but I think the right place is Indianapolis. And uh, one of my sharp handicappers that works for me on the website, PhillyGolfall.com, he actually took Carson Wentz at 40-1 to 1 to win the MVP this year. So watch out. He could have a big season. I like that one too, and I really think that it's a it's a possibility because if you look at the season that he had with Frank Wright, and it was an MVP season, right? So I could see that. Um, should I toss some peanuts on the Colts to win the Super Bowl? Then, man, uh, you get some great odds. The nucleus of that team is so solid, and, and I always tell everyone when you're looking at these futures, look at the nucleus, okay? And then obviously the quarterback is big. Teams that have great pass rushes usually get deep in the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. And we witnessed Tampa Bay what they did last, you know, this 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 past Super Bowl against Kansas City. Mahomes is a great quarterback, but that pass rush was just in the Super Bowl. Kansas City's offensive line was a little banged up. I would nibble a little bit because you know now that they got Carson Wentz, they're going to go address any other weaknesses they have on that team. And this is the year for the Colts to try and make a run. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be there again. The Super Bowl hangover absolutely is 100% real. We see it every year. You got to watch out for uh, the Chargers. Justin Herbert, rookie of the year. They're going to be a lot better. Uh, the Colts are dangerous. Cleveland Browns. You saw that team. I mean, 
they they got a lot of stud players on that team, and Baker looked like he, he stepped up another level this year. And they're missing a couple pieces. You saw how they secured the offensive line and how their turnover differential changed from the previous year. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL the previous year in the turnover differential. And then last year, they were, I think, top 10. Uh, so that's huge. Uh, teams that, you know, uh, win the turnover battle are going to win the game 80% of the time and cover the spread over 80% of the time. So your offensive line is, is so big. And this Colts team has a top five offensive line. So, yeah, I would take a little nibble on this, uh, on this Colts team to win, to win it all next year. I think I'm going to throw some peanuts on it too because, you know, why not? And then uh, every year – I'm a Bears fan, so I always waste $10, and I, I put some money on them to win uh, the Super Bowl at the end of the year. Um, what's wrong with my Bears? Why can't they ever get a good quarterback? Why, why is everything just so trash? I, don't, I tell people all the time, like some of the biggest wages we make are usually when a team's missing two offensive linemen or a couple guys are banged up on that offensive line because if you don't have an offensive line, you really don't have a team. I mean – if you can't protect your quarterback, and I don't care who he is. Now, obviously, if you got a running quarterback, a mobile quarterback like Russell Wilson, like Mahomes, like Deshaun Watson, you can hide your inefficiencies on that offensive line. But the Bears have some big inefficiencies on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. And until they secure that offensive line, it really doesn't matter who their quarterback's going to be. They're not going to have huge success on offense. Their defense is always playing lights out over the last couple of years. They really have to spend some money on that offensive line or make the right personnel moves, or else it really doesn't matter who their quarterback is. So do you see them going, uh, drafting an offensive lineman in the first round then? I don't know, man. Chicago does some crazy stuff with these drafts. Who I know, knows? I know. Who knows? I know I would pick some offense. That, that would be the first thing I would go after, secure my offensive line, right. very strong defensive line, and then you make the move for the right quarterback. I mean, they passed up on Deshaun Watson. They passed uh, up on quarterback yep. over the years. Yep. You know, it is what it is. You know, I love Chicago. You know, I've done ESPN Chicago so many times. David Kaplan is a personal friend of mine. I love the city of Chicago, but I don't want to say it's nothing negative, but you know, <laughs> they make the bonehead move sometimes. They get some brain cramps in these drafts. No, no you're not going to get any argument from us for sure. Yeah, I feel like um, we're just too reactive, Chicago. <laughs> Speaking of the uh, draft really quick, do you th- do you think the Eagles draft a quarterback or is Jalen Hurts the guy moving forward? I think he's the guy. Um, I think he's the one that, he surprised me. I, I, w- I didn't have high hopes on him. And I knew he was a great runner, you know, but he really impressed me throwing the ball, mm-hmm. uh, his reads, uh, the quickness from snap to delivery. That's what I always look at on these quarterbacks because the guys that get rid of the ball quicker, you know, are usually guys that have most success. If you hold on the ball too long, you're in trouble. And uh, I think he's the guy moving forward now. They got big problems on that offensive line, so thank God he can run around a little bit, scramble right. on the ball. But uh, – yeah, I think I think Hertz is the guy moving forward. Okay, so I'm a I'm a Doug Peterson guy. Uh, for me, when I see that a coach goes to a team and wins them a Super Bowl after not winning a Super Bowl ever, um, and then you fire him, I kind of th- think that's like a scumbag move. Do you like Doug Peterson? Do you think he's going to get get a job anywhere? Do you think they overreacted? What do you think? I think so. I mean, I remember when I was younger, all these coaches were on five year plans to win, you know, to go deep or win a Super Bowl. This guy did it right away, and we never had a Super Bowl. They built a statue of him, Dickie Foles. So, yeah, they, mm-hmm. I think, but there was a lot of internal stuff going on, a lot of bickering, a lot of uh, emotion involved. Doug Peterson, to me, I mean, you got you had to keep him. He he won you a Super Bowl. He made the playoffs three of the last four years, and he actually outcoached Belichick in the Super Bowl 
which nobody ever does. And, uh, you know, he's got some big cojones, fourth and five. Mm-hmm. You know, Now, it's hard to go for it on fourth down all the time when you don't have, you know, the, the right players. You know, when you don't have the beast on offense, the guys on defense, you know, uh, it's hard when you don't have the right guys in place. So it works better when you got more talented players and, you know, all the analytics and all that stuff that they do. But uh, I think they overreacted. I like Doug Peterson. I, I mean, I think he did a great job. He won us the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I was a little baffled when they fired him, uh, but it is what it is. It's a business like any other business. And some teams make mistakes. Exactly. Well, I hope he gets a job somewhere somewhere soon. And um, let's talk about basketball really quick. What do you think about the Sixers? Um, I don't know. You see what happens when MB doesn't play, and anytime Ben Simmons is, is the leading scorer, uh, I think they're a little overvalued here. I know they got the best record in the East. Uh, but there's a bunch of teams ahead of them that have a better uh, point differential on the year. The Nets have so much firepower. Milwaukee's still good with Giannis. Uh, the Sixers are missing uh, – just I can't put my finger on it, but they're missing something. And, uh, I mean, they're, they're a great defensive – they got a much better coach this year than Rivers. But uh, I, I don't think they're the, the cream of the East, but they're close. And if they can – you know, they're, they're close. They're close. So you're telling me that if the Bulls meet them in the, in uh, the first round of the playoffs, that we have a chance. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Pretty good basketball this year. And you guys were uh, making me some money. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys win? Like three, four in a row lately? So It's pretty good. Fun. It's pretty fun. They're on a good little run. I think they won seven of the last ten. The Bulls are playing good basketball. But, you know, in a series, you know, the game tightens up a little bit. Embiid's, you know, how do you stop Embiid? I mean, he's probably going to be the MVP this year. He's I was going to say. 500 on him. Uh, he's playing lights out, especially with AD going out with LeBron. I mean, the workload is just too much for him. He's, that Lakers team isn't the same team. And they have, I think they have either the hardest schedule moving forward or the second hardest in the West. So I think they're going to realize that they need to put it on cruise control before LeBron gets hurt. And uh, I think Embiid's, a, I mean, <laughs> I think he gets the MVP this year. And, Sixers are tough, man. Sixers are tough. I just think the Nets, with all that firepower, even though they don't play any defense, they're just so good. Yeah, I think the Nets are going to take it all, which is sad to say, too, because I am a Bulls fan, but I'm also – I know this is going to be hard to hear. I'm also a Knicks fan. So it's, it's weird. Yeah, you don't really see a lot of Bulls slash Knicks fans. But um, <laughs> You love misery, don't you? You must love uh, Dude, literally. <laughs> I'm a Bears fan, a Knicks fan, and a Bulls fan. I'm just – I'm here for, uh, here for pain. That's what I'm here for. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I do think that he is going to win the MVP. I do, and I do not think that the Lakers are all that either. I think the Lakers are overrated. I think that if one little thing happens with uh, Anthony Davis, they're screwed. I, I would not put, I, even if if they're a full team, I wouldn't put money on them to win it all. But LeBron has screwed me about four times when I said that. So yeah, yeah never never count on LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to repeat in any sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they tried. It's it's just difficult. Even though LeBron's, you know, one of the best we've seen in our times. Right. Uh, this Lakers team without any day, they're they're not the same. I mean, you see, you saw it. The, the, the Jazz. What were they laying nine the other night, and they just crushed them. I mean, the Jazz is playing some good basketball. Phoenix Suns, another dangerous team. Uh, you like get some great odds on them. They're, they're one piece away. Video. Yeah, but they're playing some good basketball. They've beaten a bunch of good teams this year. Uh, I think they got you know, the third best uh, point differential in the West. So they're, they're not, they're not a bad team. They're, they're right there. Jazz is unreal. I mean, they're playing lights out. Uh, you know, how can, 
is anyone going to stop them? That's, that's, the, that's the real question. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about who's going to stop the Jazz in the West Side. Uh, maybe the Clippers, but I still I can't I can't even imagine that one. Maybe the Nuggets, but we'll see. Uh, real quick, we're going to let you go, but I, I want to move it really quickly to uh, college basketball. We got March Madness coming up. Uh, I, if I'm correct, did you say Texas? Put money on Texas. I bet Texas at twenty-five to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, at you know earlier in the year, I thought it was a good bet. Team to me, though, has been a little immature lately. You know, they're missing their foul shots against Baylor. They were in that game. A uh, couple brain cramps with like 50 seconds left. They had the league against Texas Tech. They lost that game. Played Villanova early in the year and only got to the foul line like six times. I think Villanova got got there like 20 times. Uh, but they're, they're the type of team that has the talent. They have the coaching. They play the, the, the right type of tempo, uh, slow, methodical tempo. And, and, and they got some great talent on that team. Uh, 25 to one. We bet them early in the year. I'm not sure what the odds are now. They're probably like 15 to one or 17 to one. Uh, I thought that was a team that could go deep. Definitely an elite eight type of team. Uh, Gonzaga, obviously, I don't know who's going to beat that team. Uh, they've been unstoppable. They beat everyone on a neutral court. Uh, Iowa, they beat, uh, Michigan. I mean, they beat everyone early in the year, Virginia, uh, they, they beat West Virginia and they did it on a neutral court, which is even more impressive. They're, they're just so tough to beat. Uh, their their point distribution is something that I look at is amazing. They're averaging 93 points a game, and I think only 21 or 22 come from three-pointers. So they can beat you in so many different uh, ways where teams like Baylor, they depend on the three-point line so much. I think 37% of their points come from the three-point line. So uh, teams that depend, uh, you know, so much on that three-point line, if they have one bad shooting night, you know, mm-hmm. in March Madness, which, you know, they're playing back-to-back-to-back, to back to back. it's growing. They might, you know, they, they might not make it. So teams like Gonzaga are tough. Michigan, uh, another team that's really tough this year. Uh, Iowa has some value. Uh, Villanova. But, yeah, I like Texas. And I, I took Texas and Illinois at the beginning of the year. I uh, got 25 to 1 on both teams. So I think they can, I think they can go deep. Not necessarily win it all, but they're going to be there at the end. Yeah, I'm just going to say a couple of prayers for Illinois, and hopefully they make it I was going to say, same for Illinois. They're coming off that loss against uh, Sparty, Michigan State. Mr. Izzo. You think they, yeah, yeah. Uh, you think they make a run in the in the tourney? I think so. I think they're built I, for, a, for a long I, I think they're strong. I think they're good. Yeah. Um, so next week I have Cap on the show. Um, <laughs> so I will say hi for you, but is there anything you'd like me to say to him besides that he's a flipper? He's he's the the greatest dude you'll ever. I love him. Tell, yeah, tell he's he's a great guy. He's the best man. He's the best. He does so much, you know, for Chicago. He's got the biggest heart in the world. Uh, anytime he comes to Philly, we hang out. He's just he's just the best dude. I love him, man. That's all I can say. That's great to hear. Yeah, he's a great guy, and I'll give him my best to you. But um, hey, Philly G, we really appreciate you coming on the show. We appreciate yeah, you. Awesome. And, uh, man, I am a huge fan. You got me into betting and everything, and uh, it's just amazing. And uh, I really appreciate it all. Uh, do you have one more thing really quick? Do you have any advice or any anything you can give to the listeners without giving too much away? Just any advice? Mine is always to say don't chase, but do you have any advice? Sometimes the best bets uh, that you're going to make, uh, you actually don't make them at all. So you decide to, you know, you don't have to bet every night. Thank you. you. Know? You don't have to bet every mm-hmm. night. If you don't, if you don't like the board, if you don't, if you don't find no value, if uh, you know, if the board's a little fuzzy, you have no clarity. You don't have to bet. That's the, that's the option a sports better has. You don't have to bet. So find your edge, identify your edge, 
find the right price, and then you got to fire. That's the perfect uh, example for 1-800-GAMBLER.COM. Do, if anybody has a problem, 1-800-GAMBLER.COM. All right, Philly G, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll do this again soon. Uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks again. Good stuff, guys. I'll talk to you. Thanks, brother. All right, guys, that was uh, the Philly Godfather. He had a, a lot to say. He was a really good guy, and uh, can't wait to have him back on the show again. He's going to be a recurring guest as well, just like Frank the Tank. Um, great interview. Great awesome. interview. That was a really, really great conversation. Yeah, I was kind of scared of him at first. And uh, <laughs> the way that he, he led into the conversation, he was cool. He also shot me a follow on uh, shot me a follow on Twitter. So that was nice. Um, and where can the listeners follow you at on Twitter? I was just going to say you could follow me at RealMikeyBets <clears throat> or you can go to Instagram and you can follow me at RealMikeyBets as well. Um, you guys want to check out my website? It's bellyupfantasysports.com slash bell uh slash Mikey Betts, or you can go to MikeyBets.com and you can find everything. Right now, if you enter the promo code Mikey Betts, you get a 50% you get 50% off your uh first order with Mikey Betts. So I would go uh do that ASAP. Um I do want to talk a little bit of baseball, but we could talk slates what? as well. Do you want to talk That's baseball? That's what I was going to ask you. I, I was going to ask if I could go there to place my uh, place my baseball bets. Of course. Um, I just wanted to make sure all my futures and such for base for the upcoming baseball season. I believe that the uh, the Dodgers are the favorite right now. I think they're at plus three hundred. Not not surprised. Not surprised at all. I would say Dodgers, Dodgers, Padres out of the National League and. Probably the probably the White Sox, honestly. White Sox and I'm gonna go with the Yankees. I feel like Michael Kopech's gonna bring his A game this year. And uh I know you're a Cubs fan and I uh, don't want to hear it, but I really do think that they they might mm. they might take it this year. No, it's I mean it's gonna be interesting to see how how the team being coached by what seventy six year old Tony Larusa how well everything is going to mesh with with him and the guys on his roster, um, you know, especially during a losing streak or anything like that. You know, what's going to happen is the is he going to lose the clubhouse? Is he going to mm-hmm. you know have the respect of his guys and vice versa? Because you have to think uh, this is a guy coming off of a DUI, you know, and uh, you know not the not the best look. And I think he's had some questionable comments. Uh, regarding race in his past as well isn't it funny how they keep asking uh tim anderson about tony la Russa? like it's every single time i log on to espn it's always something about about tim anderson saying something about tim like making sure that uh tim anderson has tony la Russa's, like or he has the approval like okay don't worry he he's good and it's just like i, I kind of feel like yeah i don't know. i mean also too tim anderson is the is the leader of that group mm-hmm. and he is, he, he is. Uh, you know if you feel good if you feel like you're on the same page with that guy then you you know you feel pretty comfortable i'd assume you feel pretty comfortable with with every other guy um but it yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see how that all kind of comes together uh i do think they have at least a top three roster in all of baseball um mm-hmm. that bullpen is going to be pretty pretty good they added Liam Hendricks uh, from the A's in free agency, uh, who's along with Garrett Crochet and Aaron Bummer, 
only going to make for an even stronger uh, bullpen along with a rotation with Giolito, Keiko, um, you know, hope we'll see if Dylan Cease makes a, takes a step forward, but they also acquired Lance Lynn. So with all that being said, there's, there's a lot to look forward to as a Sox fan. And uh, like I said, I think they might have one of the best rosters and records potentially in baseball. Tell me something that a Cubs fan could look forward to this season besides Jake Arrieta. Well, that, that's what's funny is that we're, that's one of the things we kind of have to get excited for is, mm-hmm. is the re-signing of Jake Arrieta because we don't have you Darvish or the Cubs don't have you Darvish anymore. Um, but one thing I would say, you know, look, pay attention to is the, the acquisition of Kyle Davies. He's okay. a, he's a pitcher with very similar stuff to Kyle Hendricks. Um, so, you know, a guy who doesn't really reach 90 miles per hour with his fastball and such. Um, but it's going to be, he quietly had a very good season last year. Uh, and obviously with those guys, you don't really, they kind of flow out, go under the radar because of their lack of velocity and such. But mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a pretty good season with the Cubs. And in fact, that rotation could be one that kind of takes you by surprise because they have a lot of projects in that rotation, such as, um, you know, Trevor Williams, Jake Arietta that we mentioned earlier. And then I wouldn't necessarily consider Davies a project. I think he's, you know, pretty much positioned there at number two. But there's a couple of guys in that rotation that could maybe take a step forward under under the Cubs regime. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one of those situations where a new scene, you know, fresh faces can maybe change something around. So I think the Cubs rotation could potentially sh- – I don't want to say shock some people, but, you know, at least be a steady, a steady rotation. And then the one we forgot about too, is Adbert, Adbert Elzelai, who's going to mm-hmm. be the fifth starter. Um, you know, I think he made a, well, he made a couple of starts last year for the Cubs and looked pretty good. I knew he made a couple of starts previously before the 2020 season and those, he looked a little shaky, but last year he looked, uh, Looked pretty good. He was one and one with a 2.95 ERA in uh, six games last year, and he looks to take hold of that fifth rotation spot. And he's only 25, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, 25. He's he's a young gun. He's a young buck. Hopefully, we get something out of him. Um, you think we're going to be able to go to any games this year? Ooh. And will you go to a game with this year with me? Are you asking me on a date? I just asked you on a date. As little, like as soon as I left him, I was like, "Did I just ask him on a date? I just asked you on a date. You down? I mean, you're homophobic if you say no. Oh, never that. Yeah, there you go. So um, you're, we're going on a Cubs date. No, let's go. Um, the thing is, is I don't know how how possible that is just yet, especially yeah, especially right, especially here. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know. Um, they're taking the steps that if you look at what the United Center they they just uh, made it a vaccination center mm-hmm. and that was the step that madison square garden did to get fans so i feel like there's like not an under the table deal but like some kind of deal where hey if you open up your facility for us to get vaccines that will make it a faster transaction quote unquote you know like hey yeah, do this absolutely. for me right. this will make it a faster transaction for you guys to get um more butts in the stadium 
So I feel like it's a you scratch your back, you scratch my back. And they'll never admit, admit it because, you right. know, Chicago's the most corrupt whatever. And they're taking a page out of New York's book. New York, I don't think they're the safest people either. Uh, I feel like we're going to have we're going to have uh, people in the in the stands soon, sooner than we think. Um, I didn't believe it. I really didn't think that this year we were going to have any fans. But I'm looking at, at Madison Square Garden. I see 2000 fans a day or a game. I would have never thought that New York, Madison Square Garden, was going to be one of the first stadiums to open back up again in the north, in the north, uh, in the north uh, of the United States, because obviously the south is they're opening up. You look at Florida; they had twenty four thousand fans at the Super Bowl, right? Right. After so, after honoring a, a nurse. Yeah, yeah, it, it cancels everything out, right? Everything's mm. a, you scratch your bag, you scratch my. Nothing ever makes sense. But it's all about favors, basically. That's that's how I look at things. Um, let me ask you, since we're talking about baseball really quick, I, I did want to run a um, quick numbers game. I'm not going to go through all the teams, but I'll go through some of the teams. Uh, you just tell me over or under, okay? All right. Red Sox, over or under 79 and a half wins? Let's go over. Okay, uh, Cubs over 70. They have them at 79 and a half games. Over or under? Oh, I'm definitely going to go over on that. And I think we'll get more into detail on that next week. We'll, okay. We'll really get deep into uh, into some Cubs and Sox bets. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to hammer the over on that one, too. Uh, all right, so let's go with the rivals. The Reds over eight, under 81 and a half. The Reds, I'm going to go under rockies are supposed to lay an egg over or under 65 65 um uh, let's go over it's only 66 right right here's a hard one dodgers over or under 103.5 that's really what it's at already yeah insane wow. isn't that isn't that fucking nuts dude oh man i, I would hit the under on it dude fuck it play some uh, if it's that high, I feel like it's yeah. I'm I'm gonna hit under on that. I might win yeah, one hundred and two. Yeah, I mean the. That's hard, man. There's only 150 something games this year. How are you gonna and, hit? You know. And in in baseball, they always they always say you're guaranteed to win 60, lose 60. Right. You right. Know? So if they um, were to go, if they were to win 104 games, and you hit the over. Ah oh, man, uh, they making it. They have a they have a great roster, but I don't know. Plus, you just never know what kind of lead a team could have, and you know what kind of rest they want to start giving guys, or what kind of injuries could you know, God forbid, take place. But yeah, right. I'd I'd say under. Okay, this one's for Frank the Tank. Uh, the Mets over or under ninety one games. Ninety one, ninety one. Um. Sorry, Frank, but I'm going to go under. You're going to go under? However, I still think they maybe clinch a wild card spot. Okay, yeah, I, I can see that. Because I, I still think that division is the Braves to to win. But like I said, I think the Mets are still going to be a, a team that's competing towards the end of it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm going to hit you with one last team. I don't want to even go. Uh, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. Uh, Sox, over under 90 and a half games. See, that was another tough one that I was kind of debating. Um, the Sox to win 91. 
Yeah. Isn't that hard? Like, especially uh, from last last two seasons, it's like, okay, I have this recency bias, so I don't think that they're going to hit over 90. But also with the upcoming season and the upcoming hype, you don't want to overplay the hype, you know? So, right. Uh, you know, they could, they really could put it all together and just be hitting on all, all cylinders. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go over. Okay. But let's, yeah, we'll, t- we'll take a closer look at it next week for sure. Cause I think that's where we're going to do a lot of the, a lot of the show next week. Might as well, uh, might as well pre- or show it a little bit, not show it, but and we might as well preview next week's show where we're going to talk a lot of baseball, um, a lot of Cubs and Sox. And like you said, Mickey Morandini jumping on with us as well as David Kaplan. Gosh, I love Cap. Um, so probably thinks I'm a stalker, but that's all right. I, I love Kaplan. A lot of baseball talk next week. Um, uh, dude, wait, time out real quick. Cap wants to go out to La Scarola, so we might have to we might have to go out to La Scarola. I remember Chuck wanted to go out there too, and I was like, "Yeah, let's set it up." Blah blah blah. But he's very short in text, so uh, I think me and Cap and you obviously might be going out to La Scarola next week. So if you guys want to see me, uh, Cap and Chris out at La Scarola, we're not going to tell you when, but uh, check out La Scarola because it's delicious. And I'll say La Scarola one more time because La Scarola is delicious. All right. Do I got to um, take do I got to take my beanie off? No, you you can keep the beanie on and uh, I know you don't like to go boxes, so you could always put the spaghetti in your pockets if you if you don't finish. So that's that's always good. Um better for the environment yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so i want to give my listeners the slates for tonight's games uh right before we leave okay Mm -hmm. so i want to go uh we're going to go down the list i'm going to give you my most confident picks right now and then i'm going to go with my least confident picks so i'll go in order okay all right i'm going to start right now i'm going i'm going i'm going to hammer Knicks money line, and I know everyone's like, dude, this guy is always talking about the Knicks, but I have a lot of reason to this this year. This year, they're almost they're the second best team in defense. Uh, Derrick Rose is going back to Detroit. It's a little bit of a revenge game for him. Derrick Rose has been on fire, on right. fire, bro, and like just insane. He, he's averaging 16 points a game, six assists a game uh, as a backup in New York. I uh, actually that's not true. Yesterday he just got his first start, so. Um, but as his first start, they blew out, uh, who did they blow out the other day? Uh, I think, oh, they blew out the Kings by like 20 points. You know, I, I'll take them against the Pistons. The Pistons are struggling. They got Jeremy Grant, who I think should have been an all-star and they snubbed him. Um, but what you can talk time. about. Yeah, dude, that guy was beating teams. Uh, if you look at against the spread, the Pistons are almost one of the best teams to bet, uh, for the spread because they always cover. Uh, not always, but more than likely. Uh, Suns, Timberwolves, obviously you're going to take the money line on that. I would also take minus 10 on that. Um, I don't think I, I, I don't think that the Timberwolves are in the right place with chemistry-wise. I think that... Um, you the, like the, the Suns to cover that? Yeah, I do, minus 10. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I was thinking about it, and then I was thinking... If you look at last game yesterday, or two, two nights ago with the Bulls, the Bulls were... Um, plus eight against the Suns, and we still lost that. We lost the cover against that. And I hate to ever compare a game, but if the Bulls are losing by nine, um, 
I don't see the Suns having a problem. And they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. I don't see them having a problem with the Timberwolves or uh, the Timberwolves bullying them at all. I like that one. Yeah. Um, Here's an underdog for you. I'm going to go with the Warriors plus four. Uh, I do not think that the Lakers are the same team, obviously, without AD. I feel like they're just a mediocre team. I don't think they're a playoff team without um, Anthony Davis. And uh, if anybody disagrees with me, I would love to hear another um, opinion on Twitter. You can ask me at Real Mikey Betts what I think, and you can debate me there. I kind of uh, even like the Warriors as an underdog. Yeah, yeah, they are an underdog. If you take them at Moneyline uh, plus 154, you put down a unit. Uh, you, let's say $100 is your unit. You win 254, and you win 154 technically, but you get your 100 back, so 254. Uh, the next one I'm going to go with is I'm going to go Grizzlies money line as well against the Rockets. The Rockets, they're a good team, but uh, it's just one of those things. It's like they don't have chemistry either. Um, you see John Wall is trying to give that team some recognition of what it once was, even to like, let's say, six months ago or three months ago. Right. Um, he's trying to create an identity, and, and that's going to be hard for him. I will hammer the points on Oladipo to get over 20 and a half points, So if you're going to. Um, put a for sure bet on that. That might be my free play tomorrow, to be honest, or today, to be honest. Um, and then I want to look at Charlotte Hornets versus the Sacramento Kings. Buddy Heel has been playing like hot garbage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, There's one of these games that he needs to fucking fire back and bounce back. De'Aaron Fox, they need to free that guy. He needs to get out of Sacramento and he needs to go to a good team. Uh, the Hornets, they are plus 110. Um, I actually am probably going to stay away from this game. I'm looking at it right now. Um, probably gonna stay away from it, but if gun to my head, if I had to, I would actually take the the Hornets money line plus one ten, and they are dogs. So, uh, I'll be barking. The dogs will be barking. Now I want to take it up. Mm. We're gonna go uh, Heat versus the Heat are at home against the Hawks. The Hawks, to me, they're a sneaky team. the The Hawks are one of those teams that you thought were gonna be good at the beginning of the season, and then they sucked. So you always think that they're gonna suck, and then they ended up winning chippy games. So this is another one of those games I would stay away from, but I would take the peanuts on um, Hawks plus 6.5. I would wait, you know, um, maybe an hour before the game to place a bet on that, see if the lines shift. Then we're going to go to um, Wizard Celtics. I want to stay away from the Celtics because besides two days ago, they didn't cover the spread for the last five games. And maybe that's been a, uh, maybe that's been a fluke. But they are playing the Wizards. The Wizards are chippy. They have Bradley Beal and they have Russell Westbrook. You never know what you're going to get out of those guys. Yeah, they don't win a lot of games, but they're competitive as fuck. So you always got to keep an eye out for them. Um, Clippers, Bucks. I'm going to go Bucks for sure. Or not, not Bucks. I'm going to go Clippers for sure. Plus 110, money line. Bucks don't look like the team that I thought they were uh, when the beginning of the season started. I really thought that the trade, um, oh my gosh, who was that trade for? um holiday right for right. uh for drew holiday yeah, yeah that that trade really didn't do anything um thought i was gonna do a lot more that's one of those examples of drew holiday was a a good player on a shitty team and i feel like he went to a good team and now he's just like you know in the background in the shadows a lot more right um so that 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 i'm gonna put the clippers uh bulls at raptors the raptors actually don't even have a home game they play in tampa so i i really think that and this might be the bulls fan talking to me so don't really listen mm-hmm. to this 
I like bulls six plus six point five. Okay. I really do. I I'm looking at, at what we got here, and you look at the lineup. I feel like, <sighs> yeah. Bulls plus six and five. I don't even want to explain it because I'm going to sound like an idiot. Bulls plus 6.5. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Um, um, I think that's all the games for this week. And then we can go to hockey. Uh, I don't have too many uh, on the board for hockey. But if you guys want to take some peanuts on anything for hockey tomorrow, I do like the Rangers that are at home against the Bruins. Uh, the Bruins are the better team, but I really do think the Rangers can uh, pull this one out at home. Uh, the Predators are going to be playing the Blue Jackets at home. I have the Predators uh, money line as well. Buffalo versus Philly. I'm going to always stick with uh, – I'll do this one for the Philly Godfather, even though he bets out against his teams. Um, we'll go with the Flyers. And uh, you know what? I'll, I'll take some peanuts on minus one and a half. I'll, I'll take them winning by over two goals. Um, who do you like for the 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 Devils Caps game? I was looking at that game. I really can't make a decision. Who do you like? Let's go Capitals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ovechkin is uh he's a monster, right? He's a monster. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. uh, mine uh should we put minus two on that or no? No, no, no. I was nah, gonna nah. say money line, money line only. Let's go money line. I do think that they're going to hit the under. No, they're not going to hit the over. Yeah, they'll they'll keep it under six and a half points for the goals. Um, we got Islanders versus the Penguins. Um, Islanders. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Islanders. They're at home too. They haven't been scoring that many goals. Uh, I mean they have been, but nothing nothing too crazy. So I feel like the, it, you know what? No, fuck it. They're going to hit it over. It's going to be over five and a half goals. Now the best game of the week tonight, eight o'clock or six o'clock at home, Chicago Blackhawks versus those dirty fucking Red Wings. I'm going Hawks, baby. I'm doing Hawks minus two. Um it's at plus one eighty eight right now, and then I'm gonna hit the un do I hit the under or the over? Five and a half goals. Mm. Let's go over. All right. I think I'm going to do the over as well. Um, If you guys want to play parlay that, you can. Here's a free parlay I'm going to give out tonight really quick. I am going to take the Blackhawks money line. I am going to take the Knicks money line. The Bull. Oh, wait, not the Bulls money line. I'm going to take the Bulls plus six and a half. I'm going to take the Clippers money line, and I'm going to take uh, – that's it. That's all I'm going to take. That's all you're going to get. So um, that's my free play for the day. If you guys want to check out more plays and more free bets or straight bets that will make you some money, take some peanuts and you'll put that, uh, turn it to peanut butter. You'll go to bellyupfantasysports.com slash MikeyBets. And I don't know if you guys heard Whiskey. That's my dog in the background or Capone. Uh, he said to go to MikeyBets.com. You guys can check that out too. You can check my Twitter handle at RealMikeyBets or my Instagram handle at RealMikeyBets. Or like I always say, if you are a dinosaur, MikeyBets is on Facebook. I'm sorry, Mom. You're not a dinosaur. Um, that being said, Chris, it's always been a pleasure. Next week we're going to have – yep, yep. Next week we're going to have Dave Kaplan on the show and uh, – Mickey uh, Mandalorian, uh, Mandarin, Mickey uh, Mouse, whatever. Mickey Morandini. There you go. Former Cub in Philadelphia. Put some fucking respect on this guy's name, huh? So 
yeah, we're going to have that. But uh, like I said, it's always a pleasure, Chris. Uh, I know this week was kind of rough and uh, uh, dysfunctional, but we, we make it work. We make it work like always, we right? Always, we always do. All right, brother. We always do. Never got to worry about it. Exactly. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Mikey Betts Show. I love you guys. Chris, I love you. And uh, have a great week.